Welcome to the Unconventional Joy Podcast. This is your host, Christine Edinger. Hey everyone, welcome to episode five of the Unconventional Joy Podcast. I'm so excited you're here today. As always, let's recap what we talked about last week so that we can have a clear understanding of where we're headed today. So last week we talked about the enemy's attack on the woman, why he would want to do that. So we talked about how he feeds us lies about our identity in Christ, who God says we are, which then in turn makes us ineffective, right? We lose our saltiness. God tells us to be salt and seasoning to the earth. We are no longer set apart and we look like the world, When we forget the value that we bring as women to our homes and to the lives that are all around us, God calls us and enable us through Holy Spirit to be a Proverbs 31 woman, just in short, like that's a really beautiful passage to kind of summarize who women are created to be. And whenever we believe the lies that the enemy feeds us, we fail to live as her, just as Eve did. I'm so excited to talk about the enemy's attack on the woman, the how. So previously to coming home to be home with my babies, three years ago, I was a practicing professional counselor. I still hold my license. So technically, when it comes to the human, um, the human nature, all those things, psychological behavior. I technically am an expert in this field. I have testified in court cases when it comes to emotional dysregulation in children and adults. And so this is kind of my jam. The things that I initially found so interesting about people, which is why I got into the field in the first place. So I wanted to say that because I wanted you to know that this wasn't just a weak study um, on the brain and the things that we're going to talk about today, but this was actually my career before I came home. So I really, really just want to share, but not get stuck in the way that God has created our brains to function and the way that the enemy attacks us as women when it comes to our brain structure. I hope you're excited. I hope that you're just ready to dive into this information because Truly, I'm about to nerd out on y'all for a little bit because like I said, I love this stuff and I honestly could talk all day about it and and the way that God created us to be as women. So first of all, let me give you some statistics, some worldly statistics on how women are greatly more vastly affected when it comes to emotional dysregulation than men are. The woman is one and a half to two times more likely to develop one, anxiety disorders, two, depressive disorders, and three, mood disorders. Also known as, because those are just, again, man-made words, right? Also known as just extreme emotional dysregulation that inhibits or just kind of interrupts some form of daily functioning. Okay, so when we talk about anxiety and depression and mood disorders, I just want you to to think of it as emotional dysregulation, chaos, okay? And then I want us to draw attention to the fact that I will never, ever, ever, you will never hear me say 
that I do not believe that some people do not need medication for help. Okay, like I have a family member that desperately needed medication at one point in order to have healthier thinking patterns, like desperately needed medication. So yes, I am a Bible-believing Christian, but you will also hear me advocate sometimes for medication. Now, being a Bible-believing Christian, you will also always hear me acknowledge that God can radically, and I've seen it time and time again, radically heal mental illness, period. God is above medication even. Okay, so I want you to understand that because I I want you to have a very clear perspective of, yes, we're going to talk about the brain. Yes, we're going to talk about the structures, but God is science. God created all of it. Therefore, he can heal all of it. Amen? Okay, let's get started on the bulk of where I want to focus on today. Okay, you heard the statistics that women are one and a half to two times more likely to develop these disorders, right? Or have emotional dysregulation. Let's talk about why. So research has shown that hormones have a lot to do with that. We are women. We give birth to beautiful babies. Our hormones change like crazy throughout the whole spectrum of our lives. Hormones are a big part of this. But what is also a big part of this is how God created our brains. So in this, I want to talk about two structures of our brain. Okay, I want to talk about the amygdala and I want to talk about the prefrontal cortex. Both of these structures are found in the brain. Before we dive into that, it is very important for us to draw attention to the fact that old ancient Hebrews did not have a word for brain. Instead, they talked about the brain like we do now and use the word heart or mind. Isn't that interesting? I thought it was upon studying Hebrew words. They literally did not have a word for brain. So instead, they used the words heart and mind. So when you see heart and mind in scripture, you can use those interchangeably. Okay. So keep that in mind when we talk about the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex, the two structures in the brain that we're going to talk about. But before we talk about those, I want to point out some scriptures that really highlight the heart or the mind, because that's what we're referring to as the brain. Are y'all tracking? So first, I want to call attention to Proverbs 28, 26. Proverbs 28, 26 says, whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Whoever trusts in his own mind or heart or brain is a fool, okay? But he who walks in wisdom, and where does wisdom come from? We learned this last week. The Lord, from fearing the Lord, from understanding your identity in him, understanding who he is. Wisdom comes from nobody other than the Lord. So in short, what this scripture is saying is if you trust your own mind and your heart and your feelings and your emotions, you're a fool. But if you trust in the Lord who gives wisdom, 
you will be delivered. Delivered from what? Potentially disorders? Being a slave to these emotional disturbances? I think so. And why is it, why are we foolish to trust in our own minds or brains or hearts? Well, let's go to Jeremiah 17, 9. This is a very, very popular scripture. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? The heart, the brain, the mind is desperately sick. It is deceitful. Who can understand it? Are y'all catching on here? And then lastly, I want to turn to Mark chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. It reads, For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person or they corrupt a person. All these things from within the heart or the mind or the brain. Are y'all catching what's happening here? Scripture is telling us that there's nothing good in our minds. And the enemy knows that. He preys on our vulnerabilities of how women's brains have been created to process emotion. So now you've heard the scripture. You've heard that the heart, the mind, the brain, the whatever you want to call it, it's sick. Okay. So now I want to really just talk about how the enemy preys on our brains, on our hearts on our minds. Number one, he corrupts our thoughts. How does he do this? By lying to us. He is the father of lies, scripture tells us. You saw this in Genesis chapter three with Eve. She was lied to. Her thoughts about God were corrupted and her thoughts about herself were corrupted strictly because she was lied to. Number two, our emotions then become self-serving instead of God serving. Number three, we then act out of selfishness rather than in humility and pursue our sin. And number four, he lies to us again and puts us in this shame cycle. Anyone ever been there? Feeling so much shame that you cannot go into the presence of the Lord. You cannot pray. You cannot open your Bible. You don't feel like you can journal to him because you have so much shame. Yep. The enemy is preying on you, and he is filled with glee whenever that happens. That is the how. Now I want to talk to you guys about what actually happens in our brains and how the woman's brain is different in processing emotion versus the man. So there are two structures that we're going to talk about here. The amygdala, which is literally located in the the back part of your brain, in your hindbrain. And then we have the prefrontal cortex, which is located in the front of your brain. Okay, so think of it in terms of back to front. Men also have these structures. Okay, 
What I'm going to place an emphasis on here is the connection between the two. In women, the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex have a weaker connection than in men. I'm going to break down what that means for you. So let's talk about what the amygdala is first. Remember, weaker connection. Y'all are going to, this is going to click as soon as I say what these two parts of the brain are responsible for. The amygdala is where the fight or flight takes place. It's those emotions such as fear, sadness, rejection, all of those icky, just heavy feelings that tell our brain that there's threat, a real danger. Okay, that's the amygdala. It's the emotion seat of the brain. The prefrontal cortex is where all the executive functioning happens. It's how we make rational decisions. It's how we complete tasks. Did that just click for you? I hope it did, but if it didn't, let me break it down even further. So the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex, they are they work in conjunction with each other. So there is an event that occurs, the amygdala signals, and it then gives out a connection to your prefrontal cortex. Now, did you hear me say that this connection is weaker in women than it is in men? Have you ever had a conversation with your husband or with a male counterpart or a male friend even? And you were, maybe your emotions were heightened. Maybe not even externally, but you felt it on the inside. And all the, the person on the receiving end, the male, was capable of doing, or it seemed like they were capable of doing, was giving you rational thoughts about the event and about what you were talking about. Has that ever happened to you? You're literally like a blubbering mess, or you're just full of chaos on the inside. And your husband or your male friend or your male counterpart is trying to give you rational advice and trying to tell you to calm down. I know if you're listening to this, I know this has happened to you because it's like one of the first things that makes us feel dismissed and not heard as women. But it's not because they're being insensitive. Okay, it's because the connection between their amygdala and their prefrontal cortex, that's a stronger connection, which means their brain can actually fire back and forth more quickly than women's do. So they're able to process emotion with logical reasoning attached to it much faster than we can access that. How crazy is that, you guys? It's, it's crazy, but it also, I mean, it just makes so much sense. And to me, it makes so much sense why God would create women's brains like this, because we will then have to submit our brains, our mind to him and lean on his understanding and not our own. We would then have to renew our minds and bring these things into practice to strengthen that connection. But it's imperative that you understand that God made our brains in a way 
where we hang out in our amygdala just a smidge longer because that's where feelings are located. That's where our emotion seat is located. And it's a beautiful thing that he did that because as women, we are naturally more nurturing. Now, I know there's the extreme cases out there but and the outlier cases, but God made women the natural nurturer, the compassionate one, the empathetic one, the caretaker. That's who God created us to be. And our amygdala is responsible for that. And so it's a beautiful thing that we do get to hang out there in our emotions a little bit longer than men. But it's also important what we do with it after that. Do we submit our amygdala? Do we submit our emotion to the Lord to pursue sin or holiness? I guess a better way of asking is, is there a submission of our emotions to the Lord or not? So what do we do about this? Now you know how Satan attacks your brain, heart, mind, whatever you want to call it. It's all interchangeable. He corrupts your thoughts. He lies to you. You experience an emotion and then you act on that emotion, whether you pursue holiness or whether you pursue sin. Now you know those things. What do you do about it? Well, I'm so glad that you asked. Your application for this week is going to come by way of this chart. I've linked it in the show notes along with the scriptures that I talked about today and referenced today, but this is what I really want you to think about. There will be an event, big or small, that will occur this week. You will have a belief about the event, about God, about yourself. Next, you will have an emotion. And then lastly, there will be an action or an inaction. Because a lot of times we choose not to act. We choose to withdraw, which is equally as sinful and in pursuit of our own self rather than pursuing God and holiness. Okay, so I'm going to say that again. And after you get off this episode, please Look to the show notes because this chart, it's, it's like a flow chart, goes left to right. It builds on each other. So the first thing that will happen is some form of event or a stimulus will happen. Okay, the next thing that will happen is you will have a belief. This, this takes place, you guys. You've got, to, you've got to pay attention because it takes place within you every single time. There's a belief about God and about yourself that you are interpreting about the event. Then you will experience an emotion. And after that, you will act, whether in pursuit of God and holiness or pursuit of self and sin. So I pray that you will invite Holy Spirit into this place. Specifically, Father, give me Holy Spirit's awareness to know When an event is occurring, when a stimulus occurs, how I am triggered and to understand what I believe about you and understand what I believe about myself. Help me to catch my emotion. Help me to strengthen that connection between my amygdala and my prefrontal cortex so that I can act and make a rational decision 
that glorifies you, that pursues your standard of holiness and not my own. That is your practical application for the week. Because friends, the moment that you believe a lie about God or about yourself, the step two in this flow chart, your emotion will, it will make you crumble. It will defile you, as Mark says. It will defile you. It will destroy you. It will make you look like the world. It will make you lose your saltiness if you continue in this pattern. So make sure your belief is accurate. And how do we find that? In his word. You've got to make time to get in his word. Right? Make sure the belief about God and about yourself is accurate. And then that emotion that occurs from there. Make sure you are pursuing righteousness, holiness, peace, love, joy. Instead of yourself and sin. So I hope that was helpful for you. I know that, good gosh, I know that's a lot. And like I said, I love learning about the brain or the heart or the mind. And I know that not everybody does. But just know that this is how God made us as women. And it's a beautiful thing. Like I said, it it allows for you to be the beautiful nurturer that you are. The, the same nurturer that cares for her children, her home that you heard in Proverbs 31 last week. But it also gives implication that as women, this, is, this can be our weakness. This is where the enemy preys on us. Now, obviously, the enemy doesn't know, like, well, he does know the brain structure, obviously, because we've been talking about it for thousands of years now. But he wasn't smart enough to make that himself. But he's been studying you and generations of women for thousands of years. So he knows in this flow chart when you've believed a lie. He knew when he had Eve. Amen. He knows when he has you. So make sure your belief about God himself and yourself is accurate so that you can pursue holiness with your emotions. And praise God today for how he created you. Know that you have authority over your brain because Holy Spirit dwells within you. You have the authority. I can't wait to hear your thoughts about this week's episode. As always, send me an email at the Unconventional Joy Podcast at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, however you'd like to connect. Don't forget to rate, review, and check out the YouTube channel as well, the Unconventional Joy Podcast. I will talk to y'all soon. Y'all have a blessed week.